0: I know it has been so long. I feel disgusted with myself every weekend when I say, go record, and then life happens, and I get pulled away from it. However, I I got sent the most interesting, thick envelope that I want to read for everybody, um, given that uh, this person has used so many names i am going to protect myself mostly by um changing all of these names to simpsons characters so that nobody would have any idea of who he was going out of his way trying to ruin he wrote like i don't know if you can hear this that FUD, that's what was in the envelope he took time out of his day and his life that he will never get back and provided what is almost as it's it's basically a manifesto or something and we're gonna get into it. Um I'll give you the gist of how this letter came to me. So uh he mistakenly sent this to every member of the executive board of the organization that I work for thinking that this person who he is smearing, and I mean with theses, uh, thinking that they would be voting on whether or not this person can hold an office that I won't get into. The problem is our organization does not vote on the office that this person is running for. So he wasted all this paper, all this ink, And when I tell you, ink, like, he wrote like a psychopath. So sometimes his font is 12, and then it randomly, in the middle of a sentence, will go to, like, 18. And then one page will be, like, 36 font. And then the next page is normal again with a lot of boldens and then some stuff's underlined. Okay. I'll I'll give you an idea because this thing just ramps up. I, I don't know what drug get you ready for this, but have some, and let's begin. Cue the music. Um, Sideshow Bob, the ultimate in white privilege and racism. Sideshow Bob is a bum who never amounted to anything. He is a loser and a failure at everything this bum did. If he didn't have a father, who was a second-level manager in the old telephone company, Sideshow Bob would be picking up soda cans and beer bottles in the street for nickels. His father, Ned Flanders, had plenty of connections in the telephone company, including the vice president of corporate security, who was supposedly Sideshow Bob's best friend. Sideshow, or no, excuse me, Ned Flanders' best friend. Ned Flanders was known to have a good day when he fired an employee. I hear that. And he tried to fire one every day. What organization has enough people for that? But let's get back to it. He was a low-life dirtbag and sexual deviant. He he didn't know it's deviant. Who loved little children. Many of the company managers were sexual deviants deviants who coerced women into having sex with them in order for these women to keep their jobs. This was before the 90s when sexual harassment laws was passed by Congress. His grammar is atrocious. Uh-huh. Sideshow Bob got his son... Excuse me. Ned Flanders got his son, Ralph Wiggum, and... His daughter, Edna Crabapple, a job with the telephone company bypassing many African-Americans and Hispanic people in the name of white privilege. Neither John Ned Flanders, no, neither Sideshow Bob, nor Edna Crabapple were able to do the job Crab Apple was eventually forced to retire because she was so bad that even the agents, who were good friends to Ned Flanders, couldn't protect her in the new changing environment of, I forget the name of the company that uh, Homer works for, so I'm going to say Nuclear Plant to keep this company's name out of it, too. However... Ned Flanders made a secret deal with the temporary employee that if he married Crabapple, a big, fat, smelly pig who is an emotional basket case, the white tech would be made permanent. If he refused, Ned Flanders swore that he would get the guy fired. I can make and break anyone. I'm Ned Flanders with an exclamation point, bragged the dirtbag. Sideshow Bob started as an operator, but on a dare by an installation tech, Sideshow, or no, Ned Flanders had Bob transferred into high tech, the easiest outside field job in the company. They get paid well, make plenty of overtime, and all they did, mostly, was change cards. Once in a while, they would install these machines, and Sideshow Bob would just assist carrying a real technician's equipment, and watched as the real tech did the install. He didn't know what he was doing, so the managers teamed Sideshow Bob up with another technician, even when he was just in splicing. In other words, he was an errand boy for the real men who did the job. Again, this job could have gone to someone who deserved to go into high tech or splicing, but Sideshow Bob invoked his white privilege. Because he was Irish... Many of the high-ranking managers in those days were white Irish, and because he was the son of a manager, Ned Flanders, the lazy, fat, smelly bum the slob never bathed, got a job instead of working or a hard-working technician that actually worked for a living. Sideshow Bob never did an honest day's work, ever. In the 30 plus years he has worked in the company as an outside tech, Sideshow Bob has never climbed up one telephone pole, nor has he ever climbed into one manhole. The technician who is writing this letter had climbed well over 50,000 telephone poles in his career repairing and installing tens of thousands of telephone lines. Sideshow Bob sits around while others did his work for him. And on top of that, Ned Flanders, no, excuse me, Sideshow Bob, rats out his fellow employees to corporate security. And the whole time he has worked for this telephone company, Bob was secretly employed as a manager. He would get his regular paycheck, then an additional paycheck secretly sent to his house to make up the difference in craft pay and manager pay. If any information that Sideshow Bob gave to corporate security led to an employee's firing... Ned Flanders, I know Sideshow Bob, would get a bonus check of $50,000 as a reward for ratting the employee out. We're almost done with this letter. I just want to say this crazy person thinks in this world where, let's say, I believe everything he just said is right, that this dude gets paid $50,000 every time he gets somebody fired and that his father was trying to fire someone every day. That would make this man incredibly wealthy. Back to the letter. Like people never offered this money, never get offered this money. Only white people. The company secretly engages in white supremacy. The colors of their logo are all in Nazi symbols. I'm not gonna read the rest because that would imply what company he's talking about. okay, that's that's letter one. We're now moving on to something that is in gigantic font. I'm gonna guess this is twenty eight. Um, Sideshow Bob is, the nuclear plant's corporate security agent working undercover in maintenance. He gets paid $120,000 a year and is considered a first-level manager. His job is to report everything that goes on in his shop to an address I won't read. He also gets a $50,000 check if any information he gives, gives them leads to the dismissal of an employee. Now, he used a period instead of a comma in that letter. And part of me is like, did he mean $50? I could see getting paid $50 every time you get somebody fired. And that would mean, you know, that that makes sense to me. Anyway, the next letter. I wish I could show you the scrawlings of this madman. But we're just going to have to let my voice do the work. Because it's too hilarious. If you actually look at this, this looks like what... Serial killers leave for the police. Sideshow Bob, the quintessential example of white privilege. This is a report he's doing. Sideshow Bob got his job because, and again, he's repeating a lot of this information, but he goes on to make a lot of different claims. So, Sideshow Bob got this job because his father was a second level manager. And that is very emboldened who had friends in the employment office and corporate security. Ned Flanders used to brag to all his friends. I got him the best job in company's name. So going back, uh, he says that I got him the best job in blank, a department that is considered the best job in outside field sources, services. Uh, Sideshow Bob could not do the job. He ended up working with someone because he was too stupid, too fat, and too out of shape to do physical labor. Now the text gets big. He can't fit into manholes. He is too heavy to climb ladders. Sideshow Bob weighs close to 400 pounds. Then it gets really small again. The weight limit for ladders is 250 pounds. His daddy covered up for him by placing him in the easiest field job. Sideshow Bob would never survive in i He is too fat and lazy to do a real job. He was given a badge, a field agent in corporate security. What was his qualifications? Grammar. Uh, he took wood shop class and machine shop in his high school, which this person has gone out of his way to find out where this guy went to high school. Um, he was getting paid as a first-level manager and as an undercover investigator. His daddy got him the job. He just keeps repeating it over and over again. And then this corporation should be called nepotism. It is not what you know. It is who you know. And that's a fact. It, that's all that matters. I saw it in comedy. It's not how funny you are. It's who you know. Everything is who you know. That's how networking works. Uh, There are dozens, if not hundreds, of employees who have master's degrees in criminal justice. There are some with law degrees, none of which get promoted into management or go into corporate security. Sideshow Bob's only qualifications were that he was fat, he was an alcoholic, and he was a sexual deviant who had sex with hundreds of prostitutes. He hung out in a whorehouse in Queens, and more importantly, he was white because the text got really big again. He is the ultimate example of white privilege in huge letters in company's name that will now be referred to as nepotism. And his daddy was a big wig in said company. P.S. I thought that prostitution was against the law, so why did corporate security hire him and look the other way when it came to his addiction to prostitutes? How does this man know that that person was sleeping with prostitutes? Was he a prostitute? Does he have a prostitute informant? Anyway, back to the letter. And now we're in gigantic text again. Many African-Americans, Hispanics, and Asians cannot even get this job, even if they have the qualifications. Blank company called Nepotism is 99% white. The old boys club exists in Nepotism. P.S. Something about their symbol, uh, Wreaths of White Supremacy. Vladimir Putin um, paints a part of the symbol on his tanks and other armored vehicles to symbolize white supremacy in Russia. And the company Nepotism uses a part of their name uh, and the colors of the Nazi flag, just like the swastika. Big text again. Nepotism's upper management is 99% white, Protestant, Anglo-Saxon. Just like the Ku Klux Klan. So, now we're moving on to another letter. Yes, we haven't even made it to the letters that are stapled together. This man dedicated so much time to this. I'm going to tell you the title on top of this next page. Sideshow Bob, Racist Pig. Shall we begin? Sideshow Bob and his family. This one's crazy because he does so much talking about this guy's family in this letter. Um, Okay. Sideshow Bob and his family are the biggest racists that have ever lived in Queens. He and his brother were part of an all-white group that were secret worshippers of Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. Now, again, we don't know if this man is actually correct or not. But... If he's not, these are such bold claims to make. Moving on. Milhouse Van Houten, Sideshow Bob's brother, had been investigated by the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office back in the 80s for beating up black people while working as a cop in the NYPD. I have to find another character's name, Allison Taylor, who is played by Winona Ryder in The Simpsons tried to prosecute this clown but he skated by faking a shoulder injury legitimizing his beating of a black man claiming that he was injured during an arrest this same fake injury was used by crap i forgot what character i'm calling his brother oh millhouse to retire illegally on a false disability pension he is robbing you the taxpayer, because he gets paid a higher pension for beating up black people. Milhouse had beat up several blacks and Hispanics while working in the neighborhoods of Brooklyn as a dirty cop. He once bragged to a friend while in a drunken frenzy. What is a drunken frenzy, by the way? Are you drunken or are you in a frenzy? He once bragged to a friend while in a drunken frenzy. I beat up more N-words than Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, and Joe Frazier put together. Both Sideshow Bob and Milhouse used to pick up prostitutes in the city. Again, how do you know? A common practice they refer to as pigging. They were joined by another... I know, pigging. I don't get it, but I almost like it. It's hilarious to me. They were joined by another white supremacist by the name of Mo Sislak, a creep who thought Adolf Hitler should have won the war he once bragged to his friends that he used to force hispanic women into the bathrooms of franklin into the bathrooms of a place i'm not going to continue reading the rest of the name of and make them have sex with him they both worshipped an asshole by the name of martin prince who wore brown shirts like the nazis and sported a small mustache just like adolf hitler he was enamored with the nazi leader and in his own sick mind thought of himself as Furor of his small group of assholes that consisted of 12 whiter supremacists. Both Sideshow Bob's parents warned him not to date black or Spanish people while they were still alive, but it's nice that in death they were willing to be accepting. I once heard his mother yell at him when she found out he had a secret black girlfriend, and this is what she yelled according to this letter-writing crazed person. Don't you ever marry an N-word, yelled the old lady. Don't worry, ma. I only date N-words for sex, and that's all, said Fat Johnny. Or er, uh... We'll continue. But I meant to say side show, Bob. And don't you get no N-word, bitch, pregnant. I, I don't want to read this too loud for fear that someone will think these are my words and judge me. Um, don't get them pregnant. I don't want no, and word again, grandchildren, which is crazy that she's okay as long as it's protected. But I guess to that he replied, don't worry, ma, I use protection. I don't want no, and word, sons or daughters either. Sideshow Bob had a live-in girlfriend who was only 13 years old. She was an illegal alien who was coerced into sex with this big fat pig because good old Sideshow Bob threatened to call ICE if she didn't have sex with him. This is sex slavery. Sideshow Bob eventually only had sex with prostitutes because they would do anything for money. And these are the only women that would have sex with Sideshow Bob and his friends. <clears throat> Sideshow Bob worked for nepotism and was paid to be a rat informant. Those are the same thing. He would rat out his fellow union members for cash and made hundreds of thousands of dollars over the 30 years he worked for them, ratting out fellow workers and in many cases getting people fired. Meanwhile, he never did a stitch of work. It sounds like this dude was living the dream. He never did a stitch of work. He would sit around on his fat, lazy ass, doing no work, but made twice the money, 125 G's a year, as an agent working undercover than people who actually worked very hard for a living. Nepotism has an informant program that undermines the union, and I jo- uh, Sideshow Bob is one of them. In fact, if it wasn't for his father... Sideshow Bob, the fat fuck, would probably be a homeless person collecting cans and bottles on the street. Sideshow Bob is a bum and a sexual deviant and a big-time racist who felt Hitler should have won the war. Yours truly, I am going to read this guy's name. He calls himself Liberal Larry. So, now we know who has indeed lost his mind, but now we get to the staple pages i don't know if you can hear me flipping through this like he's giving you gold oh, if the last page isn't full that's a little disappointing but we've easily got five more pages here are you ready go grab a soda or something stretch your legs i don't want you cramping up while i'm in the middle of this <clears throat> this one starts out in very huge text a case against sideshow bob Biggest, most disgusting pig in, I'm not going to read the neighborhood that he's chosen. Um, Note, this letter is the opinion of one individual. Now is when he starts trying to like censor himself and escape liability in court. This letter is the opinion of one individual. This is based on eyewitness accounts. He's seen him with prostitutes, we're led to believe. And circumstantial evidence witnessed by the author of this letter. It is also based on the statements of Sideshow Bob's co-workers and friends. There is a need to investigate these allegations. I mean, with the allegations that he has made, yes, I would say that someone should look into it. But unfortunately, he gave this to the wrong people. Sideshow Bob is an underage, or has, excuse me, starting again. Sideshow Bob has... An underage prostitute living in his home. You start with the grandest sweeping accusation perhaps ever known to man. Um, to me, she looks to be 13 years old and this sick, demented, sexual deviant. Deviant. Why does he not know that a sexual deviant, uh, deviant is having sex with her? The deal Sideshow Bob probably probably made with this prostitute was that, underlined, she gets to live in his house free of rent in exchange, Fatso gets free sex. Sideshow Bob has an eating disorder and a sex addiction. All of his girlfriends in the past were prostitutes. No decent woman would ever date this fat, smelly, and disgusting pig. Every week, Sideshow Bob used to go into Manhattan and pick up prostitutes. I'm going to use some language I'm not fond of, uh, but this is what he wrote. He would go along with Troy McClure, a.k.a. The Raping Retard. Troy McClure once admitted to me that he used to force Spanish girls in in fill-in-the-blank to have sex with him in the men's bathroom. In parentheses, this is rape. Uh, Hold on while I find a new Simpsons character. Lenny Leonard, a.k.a. the brain-dead asshole, who I once saw molest a five-year-old girl that his mother was babysitting. Let's just pause right there. You saw somebody molest a five-year-old girl that his mother was babysitting and waited until writing this manifesto to tell anybody of the crimes. Back to the letter, um, Fat Tony, a.k.a. the sexual molester, who had sexually molested over 2,000 women in his lifetime, and Ralph Wigum, the dirty, filthy mutt, Joe Bob's brother. Oh wait, no, Milhouse was Sideshow Rob's brother. I can't keep track. I'm literally doing this on the fly because it would take forever to go through here and actually scratch out names and write the Simpsons character. This dirty cop once ratted out his fellow officers to IA, that's Internal Affairs, in order to keep his job in the NYPD. Milhouse always preferred black prostitutes. Even though he is married with kids, I once saw this sexual deviate have sex with two black prostitutes in the back of his car. Why were you there? You were either a prostitute or along for the ride, which is weird. Um, He spent over $300 on these two crack whores. Now, there's no need to talk about the prostitutes like that. They've done nothing to you. The reason Sideshow Bob and his brother never got arrested is because... Milhouse flips his badge when other cops come around, and he and his brother are having sex with prostitutes in the back of their cars. You can't make this up. Sideshow Bob and his brother are both in law enforcement. Millhouse was a member of the NYPD, and Sideshow Bob is a nepotism security agent. As such, he works undercover at a construction garage in a location that he's named so specific. Like, this dude gets so specific. He's stalking Sideshow Bob. He makes $150,000 a year. It was one twenty-five dollars in the last letter. Sitting on his fat, lazy ass while ratting out co-workers who actually have to work for a living. Next page. This is a joke. Because Sideshow Bob's father got him the job at said company. He went from being, Jesus Christ, it's like he got his resume. He went from being a stock clerk for Macy's, making minimum wage, to being a first-level manager in corporate security, making $150,000 a gear. Ned Flanders, who used to beat his kids with baseball bats, steel pipes, and other instruments. In one case, he struck his oldest son, Principal Skinner, With a hot, scolding frying pan because the kid was crying at the table. I love it. Ned Flanders used to beat his kids on a regular basis and was suspected of sexual abuse of small children. He loves calling somebody a pedophile. Um, Ned Flanders had a lot of friends in this company, Nepotism, and pulled some strings to get all three of his worthless, fat, and ugly children jobs in... This other company, which he lists, and these losers have been freeloading on the company dime ever since. Sideshow Bob is a complete waste of life. That is underlined and in very large font. He's never worked a single day in his life. If it wasn't for Ned Flanders and his siblings, they would be collecting Cans and bottles on the street like the rest of the bums and hobos. He does not have a good opinion of homeless people. Sideshow Bob spent all of his money on beer, pizza, and prostitutes. That's in the Constitution. Um, Sideshow Bob has has both an eating disorder and sex addiction. He makes $150,000 a year and doesn't do a damn thing to earn his pay. He sits on his fat, lazy, smelly ass in the company stockroom while the real employees who make half the pay actually have to work hard for a living. He calls him the same thing so many times. I don't know. Good Lord. Like, I hate repeating myself. And this dude repeats himself like every other paragraph back to the letter. Sideshow Bob is too fat to fit into a manhole, too heavy to climb telephone poles and company ladders. He cannot do the job. If it wasn't for his sleazy, low-life father, Ned Flanders, Bob would be living on welfare uh, off your hard-earned tax money. Pedophile Ned Flanders is a member of a vigilant squad that commits crimes against innocent people. This man's a supervillain. They'll commit assaults on men, women, and even children that often include sexual assault, and in some cases, even murder. Pedophile Ned once bragged to me that his son, Sideshow Bob, could do the job just like one of his former friends who worked hard installing telephone lines. But pedophile Ned proved the exact opposite. As it turned out, the employee performed the job 10,000 times better than his fat ugly, waste-of-life son. In fact, the company threatened to fire Sideshow Bob's sister, Lisa, another waste-of-life, and older brother, Milhouse, that's right, who was fired for company vandalism, but big daddy pedophile Ned pulled some strings to get his son's job back. His daughter, Lisa, another fat, disgusting pig, not only couldn't do the job at nepotism, but they tried to fire her. Big Daddy Ned saved the day once again by calling on his connections and saving the slop from being fired. Then, as if it wasn't enough... Big Daddy Ned coerced some poor slob into marrying his fat, smelly, ugly, disgusting, waste-of-life daughter by promising the poor slob a job in nepotism. This is either a bribe or blackmail. I'm pretty positive that it's a bribe. If you're getting a job. Now, if he said he was going to get you fired if he didn't do it, I think that would be blackmail. Um, pedophile Ned placed whore master sideshow bob in another company i will not name the easiest job in the outside field and blubber butt sideshow bob in parentheses who must weigh nearly 800 pounds before it was 400 come now couldn't even do that it's a good thing blubber butt sideshow bob has Big Daddy Ned to protect him, otherwise he would get fired like the rest of the workers who refused to do any work. The managers stuck his fat, smelly pig in the stockroom, a job traditionally reserved for elderly employees who've gotten too old to work due to field work. And when Sideshow Bob did outside work, all he did was carry the tools and supplies for the real men who worked for a living. Blubber Butt Sideshow Bob has never climbed a telephone pole nor climbed into a dirty manhole. Never installed a circuit or RAN cable. At best, this fat, lazy slob may have replaced a card and a company word that I'm not going to say. When Ned Flanders... Oh, wait, sorry, no. When Milhouse got fired for attacking an 18-year-old girl for crossing the picket line... Big Daddy, the mentally retarded pedophile, and then in parentheses, Ned Flanders, called his friends in upper management to get his son's job back. When the managers and agents were harassing Lisa for not doing her job, Big Daddy pedophile came to the rescue once again and saved his worthless daughter, who should have been fired, from losing her job. And the only reason blubber put sideshow Bob Never got fired. is because he is in a department where he's a company agent. His real job is to rat out his fellow workers for a living. Blubberbutt Johnny. The more he calls him Blubber Bud, the more I think this is some kind of gay crush. Blubber Butt Net, uh, Sideshow Bob gets a $50,000 reward for every poor worker that gets caught not doing the job. But he called those people bums and hobos and said they get fired and live off of all of our tax money. Anyway. Fired for not doing the job, Blubber Butt Sideshow Bob makes $150,000 a year, which is twice the pay of workers that have worked very hard while watching this fat pig sit around doing nothing for a living. But Bob's real job is to be a company informant and rat out anybody who breaks company rules, steals, and commits or commits vandalism. Okay, but if you're stealing... And committing vandalism, you probably deserve to be caught. I'm not saying I I endorse snitching, because I don't. But um, who's stealing and vandalizing their company and their property? Back to the letter. Now, here is the hypocrisy of nepotism. Blubberbutt Sideshow Bob spends his nights in topless bars and brothels. And the CEO of nepotism looks the other way. They will fire someone for stealing toilet paper. But a corporate security agent could commit rape or murder, and the company will never lift a finger to take any action against them. Nepotism's corporate security controls the company, and managers are merely puppet leaders. Sideshow Bob's circle of loser friends, Millhouse, bucktooth mangy muttskell, he used to flash his badge anytime the cops pulled him over for drunken driving. Millhouse crashed four cars and busted up all the bones in his face, and he would flash his badge if he was caught having sex with his black prostitutes. Um, I forgot who I assigned this guy, so I'm gonna call him Mo Sizlack A.K.A. Brain Dead Retard. What's? Which... <laughs> okay, so he goes, Mo Sizlack and in parentheses brain dead retard has the world's smallest penis I mean maybe he does but how do you know who brings this up you've been calling another man blubber butt 87 times okay this loser was so stupid that he failed out of law school because he just wasn't smart enough law school is not easy from what I hear uh this dick is the laziest asshole I've ever met that sentence is hilarious He once hit two Mexicans with his blue van and instead of stopping to see if they were okay, instead drove off stating, they're illegal aliens anyway, who gives a shit if they die? Just imagine, imagine, you see a car crash and that's what you hear the guy driving away saying. Now, when the cops caught you, you're gone, because that's probably some kind of an act of terrorism or something, but that would be hilarious. Moving back to the letter, I forgot who I named this guy, but we're going to go with, uh, I'm pretty sure I called him Troy McClure, the raping retard. Once bragged that he and his friends from the football team used to chase down Spanish girls in the hallway and drag them into the boys' bathroom and have sex with them against their will. Uh, I forget who I called this guy, so I'm going to call him Fat Tony, the molesting moron who I've seen groping dozens of women and who I estimate had probably molested hundreds, if not thousands of women through his lifetime. Why are you watching these crimes taking place, sir? Crime seems to follow you, man. Back to the letter. Ned Flanders, in parentheses, pedophile retard. He has no problem calling me. Does he not know that that is not the preferred nomenclature? Uh, Ah. Pedophile retard is a member of a vigilant squad that goes around exacting revenge against anyone that Ned or his friends had a dispute with. Ned Flanders had one guy stabbed for getting into a fight with one of his friends. I also believe this dirtbag had three women killed. He's naming these people by name in this libel, slanderous shit. Anyway, I also believe that this dirtbag had three women killed, mothers of three rivals of his son, Sideshow Bob, who used to beat up this fat, smelly, disgusting slob. Rather than accepting the fact that his son, big, fat, ugly, smelly, Sideshow Bob baby, is a pussy that can't fight, vigilante Ned decided to send his ghoulish friends after them, ruining their lives. Ned Flanders is the ultimate coward, When confronted one-on-one, Ned the pedophile would run like the cowardly little girly pussy that he really is. Now you've got something against the way girls run? Uh, Oh, that he is. But then, pedophile Ned would send his cronies to violate the constitutional rights of his adversaries. Meanwhile, and this is a new character here... Meanwhile, Barney Gumble, another pedophile and a good friend of pedophile Nettie, who was once accused of molesting an 18-year-old or excuse me, an 8-year-old boy in the Boy Scouts. Big Ned Flanders made the allegations go away. I guess pedophiles must stick together. This is why I refer to this group of ghouls as the pedophile circle and it's in huge font at the bottom of that page. Ah, This is the end, sadly. He ends on this note. This letter is the opinion of one individual. This is based on speculation and circumstantial evidence witnessed by the author of this letter and the statements of a co-worker of the person of interest. Sideshow Bob. Barney Gumbel. um, Troy McClure. Ned Flanders. Who else? Martin Prince. There is, however, a need to investigate these allegations. People, I can't agree with him more. I think that um, the allegations need to be investigated. I think that somebody needs to fingerprint. By the way, I shredded like a whole book bag full of these, because he said multiple to a lot of people. Again, wrong organization. He had his uh, facts not quite right. But, yeah, like, they got to find this dude. He is making such uh, (laughs) libel statements that I hope he sees the inside of a prison cell. And anybody who puts this much work into somebody else is probably a stalker. Like, he's probably already killed this man. Let me know what you guys think. Hopefully you enjoyed the letter, and I'm going to try to be better about this, even if it's just monthly. Um, Life gets kind of carried away, but don't think that I'm not thinking about you. In case we don't talk before Thanksgiving, gobble gobble. Now go have some sex.